game week in Atlanta, which means it's time to talk all things Georgia Tech on the Coach Jeff Collins Show. Blitz off the edge. It's picked up. Sims lobs the left side of the end zone. It is caught. Touchdown, Jackets! We'll hear from Georgia Tech football head coach Jeff Collins and other members of the Georgia Tech Athletics Department as we gear up for another week of Georgia Tech football. He dies for the end zone, and he gets in! Touchdown, Jackets! On the Georgia Tech Sports Network from Legend Sports. Now here's the voice of the Jackets, Andy Demetra. And welcome in. Glad to have you with us on another Wednesday night and another Jeff Collins show on the Georgia Tech Sports Network from Legend Sports. Well, the Braves captured the World Series last night and on Saturday, Georgia Tech will look to keep the winning going in Atlanta as they take on the Miami Hurricanes at Hard Rock Stadium. Tom Weiss Leather at 1230 will be on the air with our network pregame at 1030. And before that, of course, we get 60 minutes with the head coach of your Yellow Jackets, Jeff Collins, to break down the matchup and more. Coach, good to talk to you. How are you? Hey, bud. I, I, I doubt you were able to catch any of that game last night for the Braves, but it had to be a fun atmosphere uh, with your team out at practice. Maybe less so for Kerry Dixon, the Astros fan on your staff. Right. But, uh, that was, I'm sure, a nice boost to everybody. Yeah, he walked into the staff meeting, and there was Atlanta Braves gear everywhere. And uh, so <laughs> just just really proud of them, the way they represent the city. And uh, it's really, really cool winning the World Series as an Atlanta Braves fan. And uh, it, it's really good. Uh, Conyers, Georgia native. You know yes, all sir. about that for sure, and now your team heads to Miami this Saturday to take on the 4-4 four and four Miami Hurricanes. Hard Rock Stadium was the site of your first ACC win. Who can forget that fourth down measurement in overtime two years ago in knocking off the Hurricanes? What are, you, what are your recollections of that one? Yeah, just just how hard the guys played and uh, Presley Harvin dropping dimes uh, on a, on a uh, fake punt uh, to Nathan Cottrell and uh, ju- just the energy and way our guys battled and fate and uh, and went at it. So just got to play really, really hard on Saturday. They're a really good team right now. Yeah, they've won a couple of games in a row against uh, top 20 opponents in NC State and Pittsburgh. You took on Virginia Tech last Saturday for homecoming. I uh, weren't able to get the result you wanted. The message you conveyed to your team, though, on Monday – was that the margin for your program is closing between yep. you and the rest of these teams that are competing for the top of their divisions. But it's the little details in a small handful of plays that are now looming the largest. What kinds of lessons did you try to share with your team coming out of that Virginia Tech game, getting yourself ready to attack this week's preparation for Miami? Yeah, absolutely. Two years ago, we played that same team, and it was you know 45 to nothing with five minutes to go in the third quarter. And, uh, you know, just to think the growth and development of this program since then. Uh, guys play really, really hard. We're really, really close. Um, but now we've got to take the next step in the development of the program. And I just pulled seven plays and showed the guys uh, how close you are. Two of them were special teams plays. Um, you know, one was a nice tackle on the kickoff coverage uh, at the 20-yard line. Uh, one was a kickoff return where we were one block away from Jameer uh, having another big-time explosive play to add to his already 2,000 career our purpose yards and then just five plays of offense and defense combined um, and just any of those plays goes any differently uh, you know it's a different outcome and the why behind those and focusing on every single play has a life of its own um, and how every single play matters when we're as close
close as we are uh, to breaking through and taking the next step in our program. And speaking of coming close, he had a 53-yard catch to the Virginia Tech 6 that was negated by a penalty. Jameer Gibbs had a 52-yard catch and run that was also wiped out by a flag. That's two touchdowns potentially yep. that were erased by uh, penalty flags. And you think back to you know the premature whistles that got you against North Carolina and Pittsburgh. I mean, <laughs> are you feeling snake-bitten at this point where you've seen so many huge explosion and yeah. momentum swinging plays that just uh, aren't counting for you right now? Yeah, just you know, what's important right now is just getting ready to play at a high level on Saturday. Uh, can't worry about those things. You know, learn from them. Um, anything that we need to do, um, the little fine details in some of those plays, but um, it's just, it is what it is. You just got to move on. What's next? And uh, get ready to play at a high level and create margin so those small little uh, what may seem like insignificant things in the moment uh, that could be huge plays for us, uh, we just create enough margin that they don't hurt us. So you'd mentioned that margin uh, that could have allowed Jameer Gibbs to break it for a long kickoff return. He still finished with 113 rushing yards, a career high in all-purpose yards, 223. He's among the nation's leaders in all-purpose yards per game. How has he started to elevate his game over the last several weeks? Yeah, I mean, he, he, we've always known he's a big-time player. He's still a very young player in this program like most of the guys are, um, but he's dynamic. He's electric, um, but the, the greatest thing is he's just such a hard worker, such a great young man, and uh, we're so lucky just to have who he is in this program every single day, uh, not to mention that he's, he's you know, an incredible player, you know, on top of being a great great young man. Uh, Adonicus Sanders continues his strong play of late. Your redshirt junior had four catches, 64 yards. That touchdown where he put pretty much put a, a hokey on his back for the final five yards to get that score at the end of the third quarter. Uh, your offensive coordinator, Dave Padno, described him this week as scrappy. I'm curious how you would size <laughs> up Adonicus and uh, what kind of physical presence he lends to the outside. Yeah, I think that's a, that's a fair uh, assessment. Uh, he's just tough. He's physical. Uh, doesn't mind doing the dirty work, uh, fighting for extra yards, digging safeties out in the run game. Um, very unselfish. Uh, one of the hardest workers in the program. Every single day you see the catapult numbers uh, and just how hard he works on a day-in, day-out basis. And, uh, you know, good things come to people who play the way he does, prepare the way he does. And, and another young man in the program that is just awesome to be around day-in and day-out. I know you're always looking for a diversity of skill set in your wide receivers. How does it Donicus compliment what Kyrick McGowan, Malachi Carter, and some of the others bring to the receiving core. Yeah, I mean, Donicus has legit speed, um, but he's also very shifty and uh, just runs so relentlessly and uh, with passion and all those kind of things. He, he's just fun to coach and fun to be around. Uh, you guys were right there in it uh, midway through the fourth quarter. Uh, Virginia Tech had struck for a couple of touchdowns in that first quarter, but uh, for by and large, that was all that they got uh, yep. in as far as getting into the end zone in the game, what adjustments did you guys make defensively after those two quick scores? Yeah, just you know, just let the guys play. You know, there was there was one the the first touchdown pass um, was actually we just mishit uh, one of our pressures. If we execute the pressure at a high level, the way it was drawn up, we get a sack. And uh, you know, the guys we watched it and just the little details behind it. And uh, we've got great players um, and just in critical situations, just got to execute at a high level. 
I know the back end, you know, anytime there's an explosive play, you, you know, especially if it's a pass, you know, everybody wants to put onus on the secondary. And obviously we need to uh, always address any kind of things that are issues. But just the front complementing the back end, that was one of the plays that we showed to the entire team, just how close we are, just executing it half a gap better. Um, that ends up being a sack instead of an explosive pass play. I thought our secondary had the best week of preparation last week, um, and it's just a shame that two big pass plays, you know, ended up leaving a bad taste in what otherwise, um, you know, was a solid performance on the back end. Two guys who were all over the field for you last Saturday, Quez Jackson, A.C. We've said that a lot of them this year. They each recorded career highs, 16 tackles. You don't see a lot of games these days where two teammates record 16 or more tackles. I'm curious, how was Ace been a positive influence on Quez and has unlocked even more production out of a player like Quez Jackson who begins this week sixth in the nation in tackles per game. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. Yeah. Uh, and that, the, I was just on the TV production meeting with the crew that's calling the game this weekend, and that was a, a big conversation piece on there too, Andy. But just uh, Ace has been awesome coming in here as a leader and, uh, you know, big-time player, but who he is as, as a person, as a leader, as a teammate. And uh, Jaquez Jackson's always been a big-time playmaker in the program. It's been such a pleasure watching him mature um, into a young man in this program as well and just those two are so competitive they talk so much noise to each other um they're best friends and uh, they've got a healthy respect from everybody on the team because everybody sees how hard they work how hard they prepare and uh just just the bonds that those two have um are leading to their individual success and are just really happy for both of them what do they got a little statler and waldorf thing going I don't know what that means, but remember, remember uh, the Muppets, the guys in the balcony, right? <laughs> Wisecracking on each other a little bit uh, like it's, that. It's more than that. It's 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 just constant. Um, <laughs> you know, you turn around one minute and they're wrestling, and it starts to be you know funny and hee hee ha ha, and then those two strong dudes, uh, you know, it gets serious. But then at the end of they love each other and they're dapping each other up and they're talking noise, and uh, it's a healthy respect. Uh, it's the right level of competitiveness, and they're both big time football players uh, in this program fired up that they're on it clearly they know when to flip that switch and I'm sure that switch will be on fully on Saturday 1230 when your Yellow Jackets take on the Miami Hurricanes we'll hit our first time out plenty more to get to with head coach Jeff Collins also make sure to stick around for the second half hour when tight ends coach Chris Wiesahan makes his season debut here on the Jeff Collins show on the Georgia Tech Sports Network from Legend Sports And we're back with breaking news. The new Coke Zero Sugar might be the best Coke ever. That's right, Jim. With an improved taste and zero calories, the new Coke Zero Sugar is a must-try for any Coke fan. So make sure you... Jim. <laughs> Jim. We're on the air. Ooh, yes. This tastes like the best Coke ever to me. Your thoughts, Jen? Well, can I have a sip? <laughs> Jen, we're in the middle of reporting the news. I need to try it first. If ACC football runs deep in your veins, then Sirius XM ACC Radio is where you need to be. We're talking conference and team previews, live games, news and analysis from experts like Chris Spatola, Bryant McFadden, Roddy Jones, and Tori Holt. Coaches shows, championship specials, and more. Get inside ACC football like nowhere else. Feed your fandom on the Sirius XM app. Stay up to date anywhere you go. Just download the app to start streaming. 
No one outfits golfers better than Edwin Watts Golf Shops. We've been fitting golfers since 1968. Utilizing cutting-edge fitting technology, we'll analyze your swing and our foresight launch monitors and fit you with the perfect club, pair of shoes, the latest golf apparel, golf balls, bags, and more. So come by today for your complete custom fitting. Edwin Watts Golf Shops, home of the 90-day 100% satisfaction guarantee. The next generation of live event fan engagement is here. Visit ramblinrec.com slash app to download the new Georgia Tech Yellow Jackets app. Catch live stream shows, the Ramblin' Light Show, trivia polls, and more. Make sure you stop by the 404 tailgate before each Georgia Tech home football game at Bobby Dodd Stadium. Tailgate admission is free and the fun starts three hours before kickoff. That features freshly grilled tailgating food to purchase, a cash bar, and lounge seating with TVs. For more info, visit ramblinrec.com. Go Jackets! Atlanta, home of clout, home of culture, home of Georgia Tech. But it's not enough to represent a city, you have to reflect it. And our story is Atlanta's story. A place that influences and innovates. A place that doesn't wait for change, it creates it. A place of relentless drive and undeniable swagger. With a storied past and unstoppable future. That's Atlanta. That's Georgia Tech. So let others wish they were here or pretend they're from here. We are here. And when you take this celebrated program in this world-class city, you get an electricity unlike anything in college football. Welcome to Atlanta. And what's the good word? This is Georgia Tech football. on Yellow Jackets football. It's the Coach Jeff Collins Show on the Georgia Tech Sports Network. Coca-Cola, new look, improved taste, new Coke Zero Sugar. It's the Jeff Collins Show on the Georgia Tech Sports Network from Legend Sports. He's Jeff Collins. I'm Andy Dementor getting you ready for Georgia Tech in Miami this Saturday from Hard Rock Stadium. Tommy's Leather at 1230. Now, you have a little bit of history with Miami. Your first FBS coordinator gig was in the city of Miami with FIU back in uh, 2010. As I remember, you orchestrated quite a defensive turnaround in that lone year. What are your fondest memories of uh, that year you spent professionally in Miami? Yeah, that was a great year for us. Head coach Mario Cristobal hired me from UCF and uh, statistically was the worst defense in college football. And uh, we came in there and in one year turned it into the number one defense in the conference, won a conference championship, went to the Little Caesars Bowl, won that. Uh, fond memories down there and uh, had a great time coaching. Jeff Popovich and I became really close. Uh, he was the DB's coach. I was the defense coordinator and uh, we had a lot of success. So I have fond memories of all those guys that played at such a high level for us, uh, able to turn that thing around, play it, play really good football. 
What was the bowl swag like for the Little Caesars Bowl? It was pretty good, but the, the interesting thing is the Little Caesars Bowl, we were there for a week in Detroit, Michigan, did not have one slice of Little Caesars pizza uh, the entire week, and I, I'm a big fan of Little Caesars pizza, so that was a, a regret. Yeah, that sounds like a little disappointing there. Yeah, <laughs> I guess uh, some, not, not so much truth in advertising there, although I'm sure it was still a, uh, a good bowl trip. Uh, let's talk about Jeff Sims. He tossed uh, two more touchdown passes, became the 12th player in school history to throw for 3,000 plus yards he crossed that threshold on his touchdown pass to Kyrick McGowan in the first quarter it seems like Jeff continues to improve his clarity on reads and knowing where the ball should go how have you observed that as you watch Jeff on film yeah, absolutely. Just the growth and development um, has been awesome. Um, and I just think that entire quarterback room, the way they complement each other, the way they push each other, the way they encourage each other. Uh, Monday uh, after practice, I use them as an example of how we should all be as teammates in this program, how you push each other, encourage each other, cheer for each other. They do it day in and day out. Uh, hats off to Jordan Yates, Trad Beatty for just being ultimate teammates uh, to support Jeff and motivate Jeff and all those kind of things. And, um, you know, it could have been uh, 3,100 career passing yards without those two called back. Uh, but just, you know, he'll have a bunch of chances to increase that. And he's just, you know, a great player, but even a better young man. I always love when you walk us through a touchdown play and why it was successful. Let's go to that first touchdown that Jeff had. It was a fourth and four from the Virginia Tech 26. You go for it. The numbers say you should go for it. Yep. And you, he just throws a dime over the shoulder to Kyrick McGowan. How was that play set up? What did you see uh, defensively from the Hokies and what allowed it to be a, a successful scoring play? Yeah, and it, the Pat Boy does a great job with our book and saying the percentages and when we should go and when we shouldn't go and all those kind of things. And that was a, a fourth and th- four in that situation was a hard go for it. And, uh, you know, it was a possible run or check to the pass. If we had one-on-one matchup out there, we had it. Uh, Jeff saw it. Jeff took the read, made a great throw and a a big-time catch, and it was awesome to hear our fan base go nuts uh, for a well-executed touchdown pass. Was that a slot fade from Kyrick? That was beautiful. Yeah. A high degree of difficulty pass for, you know, fourth and four. Sometimes you think, oh, just a little quick little underneath or flat route and you get the job done. But uh, that required some touch and finesse from Jeff Sims. No doubt. And a big time catch as well. And that's seven touchdown receptions for Kyrick McGowan. If he gets one more, he'll have the most touchdown catches in a season by a Yellow Jacket. Since, of course, Calvin Johnson in 2006. He's joining some pretty illustrious companies soon. Uh, Dave Padno said yesterday uh, in his media availability that he needs to put his guys in a position where they can be more consistent picking up on third and medium. Uh, what have you diagnosed on that down and distance, and why is it maybe stalling out perhaps more than uh, maybe you've anticipated? Yeah, and, and a lot of it, too. There, there are certain situations where the fourth and short is a go. Um, so a lot of times we'll run in those situations as well. Um, you know, so to set up the fourth and short. And uh, so, obviously, there, there's things that we always want to improve on and get better on. And, uh, you know, obviously, I think everyone knows my affinity for third down success. And uh, one of the takeaways from Saturday is, is that was not our strength. And we've got to convert on third downs. And we've got to get off the field uh, on third downs as well. So that's always a big emphasis. And, uh, again, it will be uh, on Saturday against a really good Miami team. We saw you work out. 
out of that uh, outside zone, double back look a little earlier in the first quarter between Dante Smith and Jameer Gibbs. We've seen Jameer and Jordan Mason line up as the, the combination that bracket Jeff Sims. Just from a football standpoint, what kinds of challenges does that type of play, that type of look pose to a defense? Yeah, and I, I think, you know, you know, we're basically an 11 or 12 personnel organization historically. Um, but with Dylan Devaney being out, Dylan Leonard being back, banged up, um, you know, we've had to resort to playing a lot more 20 personnel. And, uh, you know, sometimes we'll do 10, 10 personnel pictures with Jameer split out as a slot or as a, as a receiver. Um, but just using the personnel that we have uh, to our best advantage. And, uh, you know, we're blessed to, to have recruited and developed some elite running backs. And, uh, you know, just finding ways to be creative to get the ball uh, in their hands in the backfield and then out of the backfield as well. How's Jordan embrace being kind of your designated third down back if you need a a guy who can pick up a blitz or sort of leak out into the flat make a catch or even get a hard nose run between the tackles it seems like that's a role Jordan has really uh, embraced this year. Uh, And we're going to need a 30 minute segment for me to talk about all the virtues of J.P. Mason uh, who he is in this program the growth and development Element that he has made in this program since we got here, uh, the ultimate teammate, the unselfish nature that he has, the attention to detail and everything that he does in preparation. And, uh, you know, on special teams, he is the personal protector for Jameer uh, on our KOR team and takes tremendous pride in that. And it's just, you know, he, he was uh, he's one of the top running backs in the ACC. And just he every day comes out with a humble attitude, a selfless attitude, whatever he can do to contribute to the team. Uh, he's one of the last players every day out of the locker room, making sure it is spotless. Everything's where it's supposed to be uh, on away games. He is the last person that leaves the locker room because we leave everywhere we go better than we fi- found it. And he makes sure the locker room with the equipment staff, John and Brooks, Ryan Johnson, they put the locker room back better than the way it was when we arrived to it. And uh, those little selfless, humble details are what's going to make him unbelievably successful in life. And he He's a big-time football player, too. Uh, yes, and Miami can attest to that. I'm sure that grass will feel great underneath his cleats on Saturday because, of course, it was at Hard Rock Stadium two years ago that J.P. rolled up a career-high 141 rushing yards, got the eventual game-winning score in overtime. And, of course, you're looking for history to repeat itself this Saturday. The Jackets and the Miami Hurricanes at 1230. We'll close things down with head coach Jeff Collins, get his keys to a successful Saturday against Miami. And then, of course, in the second half hour, tight ends coach Chris Wiesahan is on the way. Stay with us. It's the Jeff Collins Show on the Georgia Tech Sports Network from Legend Sports. And we're back with breaking news. The new Coke Zero Sugar might be the best Coke ever. That's right, Jim. With an improved taste and zero calories, the new Coke Zero Sugar is a must-try for any Coke fan. So make sure you... Jim. <laughs> Jim. We're on the air. Ooh, yes, this tastes like the best Coke ever to me. Your thoughts, Jen? Well, can I have a sip? (laughs) Jen, we're in the middle of reporting the news. I need to try it first. 
You know what's fun about the holidays? Yep, it's shopping. Well, the Georgia Lottery and Fantasy Five are about to up the fun with a chance to win a $5,000 shopping spree. Every week in November, five winners will win $5,000 to go shopping. Just enter your non-winning Fantasy Five ticket at FantasyFiveGiveaway.com. And who knows? You could win $5,000 to buy whatever you want. It all happens in November. So play Fantasy Five from the Georgia Lottery. Play responsibly. Jeff Francoeur here. As a farmer, I know the importance of Georgia Farm Bureau's advocacy work on behalf of farmers. And as a lifelong supporter of Georgia sports, I also know the importance of being part of a team. The Georgia Farm Bureau Insurance Company is always the home team, supporting our local communities and offering affordable home, auto, and life insurance for Georgia families. Georgia Farm Bureau, always the home team. Visit Georgia Farm Bureau online at gfb.org to learn more. Discover Dahlonega, the heart of the Georgia mountains. A top pick for any adventurer, take your family on a journey into the earth and find some gold in these hills. Explore our historic downtown and choose from one of our unique restaurant options. And dubbed the Napa Valley of the South, make sure to grab a glass from one of the many award-winning wineries. Plan your fall getaway today and make sure to come to the Gold Rush Days Festival in October. Learn more and plan your trip today at Dahlonega.org. This field, this stadium, this city, it has no equal in college football. Touchdown, Jackets! When we step onto this field, we feed off of your passion. We need it because there's absolutely nothing like it. Back in the ATM. Back in the 404. Back home. Get your tickets, Georgia Tech merchandise, and everything you need to know about the 2021 season at RamblinRec.com. The legacy of Georgia Tech runs deep in the South. Dumped over the middle. Merchant makes the catch and will take it in. Scores for Georgia Tech. Touchdown, Calvin Johnson. Son of a gun. Joe will dance into the end zone. Touchdown, Georgia Tech. And Georgia Tech football is ready to buzz. Underneath at the five. Lurtles into the end zone. Touchdown, Jackets. Tickets for the 2021 season are now on sale. Visit RamblinRec.com. Football continues to buzz. Now more of the Coach Jeff Collins Show on the Georgia Tech Sports Network. Some final thoughts now from head coach Jeff Collins here in this week's edition of the Jeff Collins Show. Tight ends coach Chris Wiesehand joins us for the second half hour. You got a good uh, Coach Wheezy story. He was with you at Temple and uh, now here with you helping to, to reanimate the tight ends position at Georgia Tech. Yeah, I still remember I was the defense coordinator at the University of Florida. get my first head coaching job. I get to go up there and watch them in bowl prep. And, uh, you know, I, I go around and talk to people in the building, people, uh, administrators, uh recruiting people that are in the building and just, you know, ask them who are the three best coaches on the staff at X, Y, and Z, who are the three best coaches at motivating their players, who are the three best coaches at recruiting, who are the three best coaches relating to their players over and over and over. I had a series of questions that I had for different people. Invariably, Chris Wiesahan ended up on almost every list of the top three of everybody in the organization, regardless of the subject. And uh, went out there, saw him coaching on the grass, the way he interacted, the way he pushed, the way he demanded a level of expectation and a standard. 
considered, and uh, that's just who he is, and, and blessed that um, he's doing such a great job uh, with our tight ends. And uh, Coach Weeze, as you'll learn, he's a pretty good tour as well, so uh, we look forward to catching up with Coach Weeze. Raconteur, yeah. it's, it's, for, it's storyteller. It's a good, you can spin some yarns. Gotcha, appreciate that. Yeah, uh, let's talk about Miami. How about that? Uh, and this Miami team that, you know, again, they, they, they started off slow, but uh, under a, a new quarterback in Tyler Van Dyke, who took over for an injured De'Ara King, uh, they're starting to hum, and he threw for 426 yards in that upset of Pittsburgh. How, how has Miami managed to stay efficient defensively Without not only De'Ara King, who is projected widely as one of the top QBs in the ACC, but also their top running back, Cameron Harris. Yeah, and, and we think a, a lot of De'Ara. You know, we played against him when I was the head coach at Temple. And, uh, you know, obviously wish him a ton of success. But uh, we got to know Tyler during recruiting as well, one of the top quarterbacks in the country. And, uh, you know, he just keeps getting better and better. And you see them expanding their offensive package every single week uh, with him. Uh, you can see how comfortable he is with his reads and to go with the football. He's got big-time playmakers around him. Their offensive line uh, over the last two years has developed very, very well, and uh, they're doing a nice job in front of him. And uh, the running back number four um, is one of the dynamic players in all of the ACC, and just he continues to just get better and better. So we've got our word out for us, and, uh, you know, we're excited to to put the plan in place and get ready to play against what we know is a dynamic, explosive offense. I was told from somebody in this building that Tyler Van Dyke is the most talented quarterback to come out of the state of Connecticut since Dave Patnode. I, I think that's fair. He's really good. Uh, by the way, did you know that Dave Patnode, when he was the head coach of the University of New Haven, their realtor was Tyler Van Dyke's grandmother. How about that? Did not know that. Yeah, something uh, every day. I think it's more so the fact that Connecticut's a small state. Right. But uh, it is a small world. Okay, defensively, what do the Hurricanes plan on throwing at you Saturday? What have you seen on film? Yeah, they, they do a lot of stuff. You know, I very, very uh, respect Manny. Uh, we followed each other at a couple of different spots, and what he does defensively um, creates a lot of issues, a lot of problems. And then you add that with they've got an elite defensive front and uh, linebackers that can make a lot of plays. They're very active um, and a young secondary that is really, really talented. And uh, they play aggressive, tight coverage. Uh, so we've got our work cut out for us. We've got to be ready to go and execute at a high level versus a big-time defense. Uh, they did allow 519 <laughs> passing yards to Kenny Pickett, which is the most ever allowed by a Miami defense, but also came up with some timely interceptions and an upset of Pittsburgh. But then again, they know two years ago you guys went into their building and came out with the W. Look forward to seeing how it shakes out this Saturday. Coach, we'll cut you loose. Thanks so much for joining us. Thanks, Andy. All right, he's head coach Jeff Collins. Chris Wiesahan on the other side. Stay with us. It's the Jeff Collins Show from Legend Sports. Fall is finally upon us, and that means football season, pumpkin spice, and bugs. But it's still warm here in Georgia, which means the local populations of pests like mosquitoes, ants, roaches, and rodents are still out and about. Luckily, you can trust the experts at Arrow Exterminators to protect your family and keep your home or business pest-free inside and out. The professionals at Arrow understand that it's not just any home, it's your home. Schedule your free pest inspection today. Call 888-GO-ARROW or visit Arrow Exterminators. Today's matchup, Scanna Energy partners up with Georgia Tech Football to take on your old natural gas provider. Just like how the Yellow Jackets swarm the field, Georgia residents will be eager to stiff-arm high prices and get real savings on natural gas. Visit ScannaEnergy.com to take it to the house, your house. Passing up on these rates would be a complete debacle. So make a winning call and dial 877-GO-SCANA or visit ScannaEnergy.com for great service and great rates this fall. 
Touchdown! Kroger knows this year the holidays are doubly important. So make your celebrations doubly special with fresh, never-frozen prime-grade beef and Simple Truth organic Brussels sprouts. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Double specialness, void where prohibited. Certain Wait, stop illegal. We've got even more special holiday food. It's like delicious king crab legs, private selection gourmet potatoes, or cave-aged Murray's cheese, and fresh-baked La Brea bread. Kroger, fresh for everyone. All right, legal. You're up. Double specialness, void where prohibited. Certain restrictions may apply. Shop for participating stores more details. It's that time of year where maybe you're tailgating or camping or just hitting the road and you need a sturdy, reliable, and compact grill that's up for the adventure. Hey guys, B Finn here, and the Weber Traveler is the grill for you. For anyone who wants delicious grilled food away from home. With a compact design for minimal storage, the Weber Traveler easily fits in the trunk of a car and even offers a large grilling area that can deliver everything from pancakes to seared steak and you can get yours today at your neighborhood ace hardware ace is the place with the helpful hardware folks atlanta home of cloud home of culture home of georgia tech but it's not enough to represent a city you have to reflect it and our story is Atlanta's story. A place that influences and innovates. A place that doesn't wait for change, it creates it. A place of relentless drive and undeniable swagger with a storied past and unstoppable future. That's Atlanta. That's Georgia Tech. So let others wish they were here or pretend they're from here. We are here. And when you take this celebrated program, in this world-class city, you get an electricity unlike anything in college football. Welcome to Atlanta, and what's the good word? This is Georgia Tech football. on Yellow Jackets football. It's the Coach Jeff Collins Show on the Georgia Tech Sports Network. Yellow Jacket fans, be sure to visit georgiapower.com slash community to learn new ways to stay connected. Georgia Power, the official energy sponsor of Georgia Tech Athletics, Power On Georgia. As we welcome you back to the Jeff Collins Show on this Wednesday night, getting you ready for Tech and Miami this Saturday at Hard Rock Stadium. And as advertised, let's welcome him in, your tight ends coach for the Yellow Jackets, Chris Wiesahan. Coach, good to talk to you. I, I, the banter level is usually pretty high when we can get you on the show here. So uh, this is long overdue. Welcome in. There's an undermining element. I'm trying to take your job. I want to do this. I'm you do. I'm with you. Okay. Uh, but, you know, I'll be your GA. I'll be your underling okay. for a few years, whatever you need me to do. Okay. It's I'm not, it's not very lucrative, <laughs> but it beats working for a it living. It never is. Yeah, no, exactly. Uh, <laughs> I've seen some impressive displays of speed this season, but I think the most impressive display that I will witness is seeing how fast you can name all the places where you have coached in order I have my stopwatch right now. If you could do the honors here uh, and, and just, I mean, because it's a pretty eclectic resume, as people will soon learn. How fast could you name all the 10-plus places where you coached in your career in order? Well, my sometimers just kicked in, but uh, Fort A. State, Purdue, Notre Dame, Buffalo, Northern Arizona, Tampa Bay Bucks, James Madison, Syracuse, UCLA, uh, Winnipeg Blue Bombers, uh, Hawaii, Temple, and Georgia Tech. 11.52 seconds. 
<laughs> I, I thought I thought Jameer Gibbs had some speed uh, this past Saturday. That was pretty good. So we, yeah, you know, a very eclectic resume. I'm sure you got plenty of stories in the memoir. I might try to coax a couple of those out of you. But let's talk about your tight ends right now and how this season has unfolded through your eyes. And you, know, you had to deal with some flux and availability with some of your guys. But you know, how have you seen them continue to grow and get better as a group? Well, I think we we started out really strong, right? And obviously, some uh, you know some things beyond our control occurred uh but the way we run that room and we've been talking about this for three years guys are ready to plug and play uh we have a groom that's ver- a room that's very cohesive um is really good above the neck and uh you know kind of way we run our room and, it, and when i say that you know it's, it's a progression every day in our room so it's going to be we're going to go through the practice schedule to preload those kids what practice is going to be like so they're prepared for every period then there's going to be a card session. We're up on the board. We're going to go through the cards, going to go through the blitzes, and they're literally going to call out what they have, what the line has, what the receivers have. Then the next thing, you will give them a short break. They're going to come back in, and then they're going to get on the board. And we're literally going to take the practice script, and I will call out not only the play but the defensive structure. So there will be six guys on the board, and they'll be drawing the defensive structure and completely blocking the play and or – the routes in its in in its entirety. So it's uh, you know, when you prepare kids like that, there's a confidence level that comes from the room, and when they have to plug and play, they're prepared. Uh, it seems as though you guys are being more consistent with getting catches now as the season has worked through the middle third of the season. Saw Jack Coco get a grab last Saturday. Dylan Leonard has been targeted a couple of times. Uh, is that an encouraging sign from you that your guys are running the crisp routes, the right routes, and they're disengaging from their blocks, doing all the things the tight ends need? to do in order to get open and I think that's a question I've gotten the last couple years obviously particularly last year Uh, I think it's growth of our offense I really do I think the Lions doing a great job uh, trying to protect Jeff and uh, Brent's doing a wonderful job and then we're growing at the quarterback position and it's just the overall growth of our offense and guys are getting in the right spots and and becoming available and we're going through our progressions and we're getting guys the ball throughout the throughout the play and throughout the field Um, so it's going to help our offense expand so much of the success of a position group is present predicated on chasing the success of the guys who were there before them. And, of course, you couldn't have scripted it any better. You take over. You reanimate the tight end position two years ago. And one of your first pupils, Tyler Davis, gets drafted by the Jacksonville Jaguars. Now he's uh, on the practice squad at the Green Bay Packers. How have you seen Tyler's influence continue to kind of hover through your room now two years after he's, he's last taken a catch at Georgia Tech? Well, you know, I think Tyler's a good story, and he's actually active. He's That's actually right. He, he, started, he was signed so. to the practice squad, right, and then activated. So his, his, his story is a good one from this perspective. Here's a guy that gets drafted. Uh, coaching staff changes come through, right? So that's the NFL and that's the world, and all of a sudden he has to make decisions. So he goes to the Colts practice squad because he felt like he had the best opportunity there. Well, Green Bay, the tight end coach, was my GA at Syracuse. Was he? Uh, Justin Outen, and so he had called and all those things, and uh, so he got elevated the active roster with Green Bay. And, and so that's a great story, right? You're fighting through adversity. You know, I, I always tell these guys every day, whether it's you get a job at NCR or whether you're going to Green Bay, you have to go fight for your job every day. And, and Tyler's just such a – just embodies that mentality. Well, he goes down, and on special teams, three games in a row, he had solo tackles on kickoff, right? Here's a Tyler Davis running down on kickoff. So I'm like, hey, you have to be ready to play on special teams. You have to be ready to contribute in any way you can just to hang on. And it's no different than, than our building because special teams are the first priority. So it's a great story that's real. Uh, Matt Hennessy of the Atlanta Falcons, one of my kids, right? He's one of my, he, I coached the line before, right? So he's a great story that can fill these guys with the right stuff 
and then what we're doing is going to get you where you need to be. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you got to get through special teams, and that's how you can first latch on and how you can first get on the field at Georgia Tech, as some of your guys now know. Uh, we've talked about your, your personnel this year. I hate to see Dylan Devaney miss the rest of the season taking care of uh, his injury and undergoing surgery, but before uh, he decided to make that call, um, how would you seen him continue to grow where he was one of those guys that you felt uh, you could rely upon entering this year? No, I mean, he's, just, he's so good about the neck. I mean, his football growth uh, and understanding of the game and structures of defense and secondary contours for a kid that really played wide out at, at his prep school, right? He was in a two-by-two catching balls. Uh, now he can run meetings. And, uh, you know, we, we wish him the best. We have great doctors here and uh, look forward to having him back. You said that Dylan sort of was a wide out uh, in prep school. What's your philosophy on converting guys to tight end? Are you more inclined to convert an offensive lineman, slim him down so he could be a pass catcher? Do you prefer to beef up a wide receiver, beef up a linebacker, defensive end? When you're looking to add somebody to the tight end group, is there a particular other position group that you, you gravitate toward? You know, I, I've, I've done it so often at, at a variety of positions. I think it's just movement patterns. Uh, you know, Andre Ford's a scout for Tampa Bay that's here quite frequently. He was a running back. I moved him to wide out. He ended up playing in the NFL. Uh, Cole Boozer, who's, who's working with us now as an analyst, had to re- medically retire with the NFL his senior year. Uh, going into senior year, he was uh, 260 pounds in the spring. We got him to 295, started all 12 games, and went to the NFL with Tampa Bay Bucks, Washington Redskins. So to answer your question, you know, Jack Coco was 286 pounds yeah. uh, and was a striker, had great hip mobility, right, could really hit on the rise. Um, and I said, hey, if you want to do this, then you're going to have to reduce your weight, right? And you take and do those things. And now Dylan – Vinny or Dylan Leonard's probably a better example. Here was a guy that really played wide out in high school too, right? He was, he was two, sub two hundred. He was two hundred twelve. Right? Yeah. He was two. Yeah, he was. You're probably right. In high school, his season he was probably one ninety five. He got here at two twelve. We got him to two forty by the end of his freshman year. He's starting on punt. So, I think for any of those positions, I just look for movement patterns. You know, and does it fit kind of that position movement pattern wise? Um, and then above the neck, you know, how are they? How educable are those kids? And willing to make that transition. Dylan Leonard, how has he grown now with, with Dylan Devaney being out? You know, one, one Dylan leaves, another Dylan gets upgraded, and, and Dylan Leonard has made a couple of catches here of late. Where have you seen him continue to get better? I think in the, in the run game. You know, he's done a really good job in the run game, and uh, we move those tight ends around a lot, right? And they have to find fits in the box, outside of the box. We inserted a bunch last week, uh, and he's just really done a good job of playing for six seconds once the contact, you know, once you make contact, that's our goal is to play for six seconds and finish those blocks and did a really good job last game. What's an example of a block that Dylan Leonard has had lately? Springing maybe a running back for a big gain. It might have gone unseen by the, the, the average Yellow Jacket fan, but it did not go unnoticed nor underappreciated by you. Well, I think, uh, you know, last game we, we had an insert play on the outside zone where he was going to take on the inside linebacker as opposed to the overhang player, which we run a lot. Uh, but we he ran inside. Uh, displaced the linebacker, and it was an explosive play. And we had two of those on that play, and he had a, he had a key part uh, to both those explosives. Uh, Coach Collins told us a couple of weeks ago that in the Duke game, P.J. Harris lined up at, at tight end for a little bit. Yeah, he did. Uh, did. Did, he, did he work with you during the week, or no. how, how did that come about? So that was more of we were going to give – we were going to be in 10 personnel, right? One back, no tight ends, 10 personnel. So you have four wide receivers, but give them some 11 pictures, right, because they did things differently versus the 10 
personnel, mm-hmm. uh, according to the 11 personnel picture. So we wanted to get a particular picture and then get him out on a route. Gotcha. So how, how did PJ cool. do, though? He did a great job. Yeah. PJ is such – now, if you want to talk about a guy that's playing at a high level on special teams, just watch PJ uh, and Billy Ward on kickoff return. They just have been uh, done an unbelievable job. I know Billy teams. I know Billy Ward snaps in offense have been somewhat limited. Still a young player, just second year in the program, but making his mark on special teams. What do you like about his upside? Well, I think he's a guy that's starting on punt team at left guard. He's doing a great job on punt team. He's doing a great job on kickoff return. I mean, again, to compliment and recognize P.J., um, what those two have done on special teams has been exceptional. And then Billy's got a high upside. I mean, the game has slowed down for him so much just in his second year being here, and he, we're excited about him. Right? He's a fun, gregarious, hardworking kid, and he really fits our culture. And players talk about this all the time. I was catching up with Adonica Sanders today, and he said the same <laughs> thing about how the game has slowed down for him. Do the coaches see when it is slowed down for your players? Can you see it in the same way that the players convey it? There's, there's no question because yeah. you, you, they're, they're like Adonicus, for example. If you watched him last year, uh, and Kerry's done a wonderful job with him, um, the coverage changes. Adonicus, Adonicus may kind of get it. This year he's on it, he's on it, he's on it, right? So that's what we mean when the game slows down. Like if something changes, the picture changes, can you fix it on the move, right? Or, hey, I'm doing this, they did that, and I can recognize it, react, and fix it. All right, well, continue the conversation with tight ends coach Chris Wiesahan in just a moment. Once again, Georgia Tech and Miami getting you set for Tomey's Leather, 1230 on Saturday from Miami. We'll have more of the Jeff Collins Show after this on the Georgia Tech Sports Network from Legend Sports. Great teams leave it all on the field. But with the powerful towing and payload that Ford F-150 delivers, you can take it all with you, too. No wonder Ford F-Series is America's best-selling truck 44 years straight. The 2021 Ford F-150, built for greatness. Visit your local Ford dealer or buyfordnow.com. Based on 1977 to 2020 calendar year total sales. Every day, the men and women of the United States Marine Corps demonstrate their commitment to defend the American way of life. Since 1775, wherever the mission takes us, we always remember the land we call home. As Marines, we take a stand for our nation, for us all. The few, the proud, the Marines. Jeff Francoeur here. As a farmer, I know the importance of Georgia Farm Bureau's advocacy work on behalf of farmers. And as a lifelong supporter of Georgia sports, I also know the importance of being part of a team. The Georgia Farm Bureau Insurance Company is always the home team, supporting our local communities and offering affordable home, auto, and life insurance for Georgia families. Georgia Farm Bureau, always the home team. Visit Georgia Farm Bureau online at gfb.org to learn more. It's that time of year where maybe you're tailgating or camping or just hitting the road and you need a sturdy, reliable, and compact grill that's up for the adventure. Hey guys, B. Finn here, and the Weber Traveler is the grill for you, for anyone who wants delicious grilled food away from home. With a compact design for minimal storage, the Weber Traveler easily fits in the trunk of a car and even offers a large grilling area that can deliver everything from pancakes to seared steak. And you can get yours today at your neighborhood Ace Hardware. Ace is the place with the helpful heart. Hardware, folks. Home. This field. This stadium. 
This city, it has no equal in college football. Touchdown, Jackets! When we step onto this field, we feed off of your passion. We need it because there's absolutely nothing like it. Back in the ATL. Oh, Back in the 404. Back home. Get your tickets, Georgia Tech merchandise, and everything you need to know about the 2021 season at RamblinWreck.com. The legacy of Georgia Tech runs deep in the South. Dumped over the middle. Murphy makes the catch and will take it in. Scores for Georgia Tech. Touchdown, Calvin Johnson. Touchdown of a gun. Joe will dance into the end zone. Touchdown, Georgia Tech. And Georgia Tech football is ready to buzz. Underneath at the five. Lurtles into the end zone. Touchdown, Jacket. Tickets for the 2021 season are now on sale. Visit RamblinWreck.com. better source on Georgia Tech football than the head coach himself. This is the Coach Jeff Collins Show on the Georgia Tech Sports Network. Well, the last time Georgia Tech ventured into Hard Rock Stadium, they came out with that overtime thriller versus Miami for the first time since. Back to Hard Rock, hoping for the same result and get back in the winning column. Georgia Tech and Miami coming your way at 1230 on Saturday. So the Jeff Collins Show, wrapping up with tight ends coach Chris Wiesahan. Uh, you signed one tight end uh, last recruiting cycle. That was Ben Postma. Uh, tell us what attracted you to him and how you found him and what has you excited that he's part of your program. Well, Kerry Dixon, uh, he's from Houston. Houston, and Kerry has that area and has some contacts. Uh, quick aside, uh, Kerry Dixon, probably not a great day for him as a Houston native. <laughs> we can knock on, we can knock, he's right next door, but go ahead. Yes, anyway, continue. Yeah, because Ben is from that area. Yep, so he kind of put him on. And, uh, you know, the thing with Ben is it's a myriad of things, but the number one was his movement patterns, uh, his skill set, uh, his ability to run. Uh, he's a really talented guy. And then, you know, we were zooming during that period of time in recruiting, right? So, uh, the parental engagement was elite. I mean, he just has a great family, and you felt it through the Zoom and the questions that were being asked and the questions he would ask and how contemplative he was. And really felt like he was just going to be a fit for the room and our team. And, you know, he's a kid that came in, and now he's 241, and he's trending. His weight's going up, up, up. So, you know, our goal for him is to get him to about 247 by the end of the season, and he's bought fully in, and uh, we're proud of him. He's got a high upside. Not 246, not 248. 247. That's correct. What, what, what's the, the basis behind that? Because I just every, I just challenge him calorically, right? Like, okay. Well, if you're on pace right here, if we keep on this calorie count, you'll get to that. Now, I haven't pulled out my, my secret shakes, right? I've done this all with just natural food. I didn't pound him like I did Dylan Leonard as a freshman <laughs> with my coconut oil shakes and all those things. But he's been doing the calories, and it's been working, so we're just going to stay on that. Oh, path. well, i, I got to hear more about the Chris Wiesahan weight, weight gain shake here. <laughs> coconut oil, what else is in that? Oh, there's coconut oil. There's heavy cream. There's bananas. There's protein powder, and all those things add up to you know about a four and a half, four thousand calorie shake. Wow. Yeah. So they'll get six thousand calories in the food, and then they put they'll drink the shake at night via me watching them, and that's kind of how we've you know developed alignment over the years. That's how we got the tight ends bigger here early. Um, so. It's a process. Does it taste good? Tastes awesome. Tastes like uh, tastes like you're uh, an ice cream, right? It's all heavy okay. cream and 
some syrup and some protein and some coconut oil. The coconut oil really gets them. Right? Yeah, There's I, a lot of calories in that. I'm, I'm not so sure about chugging the heavy cream, but, you know, if you want to step on that scale and be where Chris Weezerhand wants you to be, then sometimes you just got to hold your nose and down it. I don't know if that would be so good for me, though. Uh, so we've talked about your resume. Uh, you know, first off, you still hold the NCAA record, all divisions, for career yards per play. Wabash College, right? You're supposed to pipe in the Glory Days song right now by Bruce Springsteen. We, you we, know that, right? We could not pay the licensing on that. Okay. But yeah, people who are listening, they can hum it in their head. People who are listening just fell asleep on that statement, but I, I appreciate don't know about you. that. You're the best ever. So anyway, after going to Wabash College, uh, you begin your coaching career. Fort Hayes stayed two years. I'm curious what your favorite recollections were of getting your coaching career started at Fort Hayes State. Every coach in this business, they, they think somewhat – uh, nostalgically and maybe a perverse way sometimes of their salad days just starting out making next to nothing, getting their first oh, indoctrination into coaching. It was $500 a month. There's 500 no a month. 500 which, a month. Oh, look, yeah, in Hayes, Kansas, a dollar can stretch. Oh, we made it rain. Yeah, there's no question. <laughs> okay. One, uh, I had really good players. Uh, we, we had a really good program. I had really good players. Uh, but probably my best story would be uh, I had gone to Nebraska, met with a legendary coach, Ron Brown, got a bunch of receivers. I was coaching receivers at that point, not O-line. And I came back with these drills, and it's spring, and it's our first spring practice, and I'm running these drills. And we had a great coach, Bob Cortese, old Italian from Rochester, New York, and a winning, winning coach, like 70 80% winning percentage all time. And he brings a team up and just shreds us because that's what old Italian guys do that are tough, right? And he goes, I got a receiver coach that's – I don't even know what these drills are. So, you know, we, and we ran the kids in the morning because practice was so bad. So in the morning run – he comes up to me, and he goes, hey, Wheezy, how you doing? I'm like, Coach, I'm awesome, ready to go. And he goes, you know why I yelled at you yesterday, don't you? I said, no, Coach, I, I don't, but I'll take those drills out. Don't worry one little bit. You know, I'll go back to – he goes, no, you're the only guy I can yell at that doesn't get in his feelings. All the other guys pout when I yell at them. <laughs> so that's my, that's my forte. I'm, I'm an easy guy to yell at because I don't get in my feelings. Okay. <laughs> uh, nice little test there. Uh, and so, you, as you had noted, you've kind of wound all over the country. Who has the more diametrically opposite climates on his resume you, because as you said, you spent time at Hawaii and Buffalo, Syracuse as well, or your next door neighbor here in the coach's office is Kerry Dixon, because he spent time both at Montana State and Florida. Oh, that's a good point. I hadn't thought about that yeah. yet. Yeah, Montana is southern Canada, so you're right, but it's very, very <laughs> close. And you don't say that in a pejorative way because you coach in the CFL with the Winnipeg Blue Bombers, so you can speak very uh, intelligently on that subject. Yeah, my best story of that was, one, I, was, I got married that season. My wife stayed in L.A. She comes up before the next season, and she's pregnant. And she stays from basically, I think, August to December with no snow, and then we take a job in Hawaii. So I was a big hero on that one. She never spent a winter in Winnipeg. How about that? Yeah. Now that Manitoba Prairie. Not only am I a good recruiter, but I, I know how to get them out, right? That's pretty smart, no pretty question. sharp. I, I can understand the success. Hey, uh, we, we don't want to get too far ahead because obviously your focus is on Miami this Saturday. But in a couple of weeks, you'll be going back to Notre Dame. And that's uh, another one of your early coaching stops. You were the tight ends coach back there uh, in the late 90s. You couldn't have been more than 26, 27 years old when you yeah. became a position coach at Notre Dame. I imagine that does not happen 
happen often. That was cool. You know, Jim Coletto was our head coach at Purdue, uh, who I worked for, and he had moved on uh, to Notre Dame, and I had stayed with Joe Tiller, and then I had an opportunity to go up there. And, you know, what's neat is I still keep in touch with those kids. You know, Jabari Holloway um, from Sandy Creek was one of my kids here in Georgia, and then Dan O'Leary played at St. Ignatius. We, it's, it's neat when you look over the period of time – the kids you still have relationships with, right? Mm-hmm. That, and that's what makes coaching so special, you know. When was the last time you coached at Notre Dame Stadium? So that had been Temple. Okay. Uh, we, we played there at Temple. And then the year before they came to our place, uh, that was the year we had beat Penn State. We were 7-0, and and we lost in a two-minute drill. Uh, so, And then we played them when I was at Syracuse. And we won. You're a Syracuse grad. We beat them when I was at Syracuse. So, we'll Thank you for pointing happens. that out. Yeah. yeah. So I'm yeah. sure it, the nostalgia. That was a good day for you. I, the, the nostalgia has faded away for sure about going to Notre Dame. But that still has to be cool when you go to a place where you spent time and uh, kind of ingrained yourself in the community. Uh, it's, it must be one of those this-is-your-life type of moments. Well, it's always neat to see people, right? Like, yeah. and, and people make places, right? And so to go back and see there's a lot of people at Notre Dame are still there that I'm friends with and, and know and have kept up with and secretaries that will come over and uh, so that's kind of neat absolutely you don't want them to get loud though on uh, November uh, 19th right we'll take care of that yeah uh, let's talk about what you need to do to take care of Miami defensively what have you and the rest of the offensive coaches talked about about making sure you can run efficient consistent offense against a Miami team that started to find its bearings particularly on the defensive side with what they've done the last couple of weekends upsetting NC State and Pittsburgh well I think they've they made some wholesale changes they've gone with some young guys that are very very talented uh, they're very physical uh, and their their best players are they're front seven, right? And they're really tough and they're aggressive and they have a good scheme and they're playing within the scheme and they're playing disciplined football these last few games. is It's been impressive to watch their transformation. So we have to, uh, you know, bow up and, and go out and execute and play at a high level and do what we do well. How high of a priority is it, maybe even more so than usual, for your tight ends to lend that blocking up front against uh, the Miami front seven? They'll be very involved. You know, that's just kind of that's our offense, right? We're a piece of that offense, and then we have to be able to uh, contribute in the passing game when our when our number gets called. What do you remember of that day two years ago, at Hard Rock Stadium? Oh, I would say probably Tariq's play and probably the pass uh, from uh, Oh gosh. Presley Harvin. Presley Harvin. I I apologize. Yeah, from Presley Harvin. Those are two things that just stick out in my mind. That was a dime. That That was a He dropped a dime. It was unbelievable. Uh, Yeah, I I hope Jeff Sims can uncork a spiral as tight and majestic as what Presley did to Nathan Cottrell that day. Atmosphere had to be really special inside that locker room. I talked with some of your players today about what they recall of that scene because of how hard you guys have been working and building towards a moment like that and to go on the road to fight through adversity and to get the win. How gratifying was it for you to see that scene and see the celebration in your players after that Miami win? Well, I think that's why you do what you do, right? So you, you, you teach kids that, you know, every day is a process. Every day you're just putting money in the bank. Every day you're just straining to get a little bit better, just get this much better, get this much better. And they were doing those things, and they weren't getting the results that they wanted. And then for that to finally burst for them and have that opportunity to see what it really feels like, that's what you want for those guys, particularly the seniors in that setting, right? So uh, those are always amazing feelings and special feelings that you always savor. Well, the tight end position, uh, much like Jurassic Park, it had been encased in amber for about 12 years before this man came and reanimated it, and now 
setting loose those uh, those velociraptors across the field at Bobby Dodd Stadium. Chris Wiesahan, tight ends coach. Always appreciate the time. Thanks for joining us this week. Thank you. You're very kind. All right. We'll see Coach Wiesahan and the rest of the Yellow Jackets this Saturday. We'll talk to you as well from Hard Rock Stadium. Pre-game 1030. Tommy Slater 1230. Your Jackets and the Miami Hurricanes. And on that, we wrap up this week's edition of the Jeff Collins Show. I'm Andy Demetra. We'll talk to you Saturday. Have a great night, everybody. You know what's fun about the holidays? Yep, it's shopping. Well, the Georgia Lottery and Fantasy Five are about to up the fun with a chance to win a $5,000 shopping spree. Every week in November, five winners will win $5,000 to go shopping. Just enter your non-winning Fantasy Five ticket at FantasyFiveGiveaway.com. And who knows? You could win 5000 bucks to buy whatever you want. It all happens in November. So play Fantasy Five from the Georgia Lottery. Play responsibly. Jeff Francoeur here. As a farmer, I know the importance of Georgia Farm Bureau's advocacy work on behalf of farmers. And as a lifelong supporter of Georgia sports, I also know the importance of being part of a team. The Georgia Farm Bureau Insurance Company is always the team to local communities and offering affordable home, auto, and life insurance for Georgia families. Georgia Farm Bureau, always the home team. Visit Georgia Farm Bureau online at gfb.org to learn more. I'm former Atlanta Falcons head coach Dan Reeves, and I want to tell you about Tommy Nova Center. Tommy Nova Center has helped over 25,000 people with disabilities find meaningful employment. When you donate your vehicle to Tommy Nova Center, you donate a perfect job opportunity for people with disabilities. Your donation will fuel the employment training programs that change lives every day at Tommy Nova Center. Donate at TommyNovaCenter.org or by calling 1-866-NOVA-AUTO. Discover Dahlonega, the heart of the Georgia mountains. A top pick for any adventurer, take your family on a journey into the earth and find some gold in these hills. Explore our historic downtown and choose from one of our unique restaurant options. And dubbed the Napa Valley of the South, make sure to grab a glass from one of the many award-winning wineries. Plan your fall getaway today and make sure to come to the Gold Rush Days Festival in October. Learn more and plan your trip today at Dahlonega.org. You've been listening to the Coach Jeff Collins Show, live on the Georgia Tech Sports Network from Legend Sports. Join us each week of the season to get the latest on Yellow Jackets football and all things Georgia Tech athletics. We'll talk to you again next week right here on the Georgia Tech Sports Network. Atlanta's exclusive home for the Jackets, WCNN North Atlanta, a Dickey Broadcasting Station, The Fan, 680 and 93.7 FM.